Alternative Healthcare Career Group. If you're just now joining us, this is our Monday show, every Monday, 8.30 p.m., Home Health Contract Show, where I discuss with you how to do business in the home health industry and how you can start your own business by giving you free videos on how this model works, okay? This home, home health contract business can be done while you're working for someone, while you own an outpatient, while you do cash base, while you do mobile part B, whatever it is you're doing, this is a great add-on to any existing business you have. Now, if you are not a business owner yet and you're on the fence of starting your own business and you're thinking, hey, Bert, how do I start my own business? How, how can I overcome this fear of starting my own business? Well, you're in for a treat tonight. Tonight's topic is how do you overcome your fear of starting your own business? Okay. Now, just a disclaimer, of course, not everyone is cut out to do business. If you're not into business, that's okay. To each his own. I mean, if everybody were a businessman or, or businesswoman, then, of course, nobody will be customers. Everybody will be doing their business, right? But if you have this itch inside you, if you have this fear inside you or you have this, this longing to get out of your 95 job, this longing to do something else besides depending on a job, besides depending on an employer giving you a paycheck, and you've been asking yourself, what if I do this? What if, what if, what if? Then I can tell you, to some degree, you have that business, I guess, blood or entrepreneurship blood running in you. All right? So tonight, we're going to talk about how do you overcome your fear of starting your own business? And there's no other way to talk about this than to share with you guys how I overcame my own fear. How in the world did I overcome that fear of starting my own business back in 2003? You see, I was an employee like most of us, like most therapists, whether you're PT, OT, or SLP, PTA, CODA, you can relate. I've been there, done that. From 1998 to 2003, I worked in SNF, home health, outpatient, you name it. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt for it. So I know how it is to do the daily grind to do the 40 hours a week, sometimes 50 to 60 hours a week. And I share this in some of my stories. This is true. This is what happened to me. I worked 21 days straight when they couldn't find a PT to replace me or to relieve me from working. You talk about burnt out, being, saying, I surrender. 21 days working straight, you will surrender. All right. So that was the turning point in my career. After 21 days of working straight, I had to put a pause in my career and kind of reflect, is this really what I want to do until I'm age 65 or 67 until I retire? So that was the question. I had to ask myself, is this the kind of life I want? Clocking in, clocking out, 40 hours a week, going home with paperwork, do it all over again. And then hopefully weekend comes and then enjoy the weekend for a little bit and do it again every Monday. I mean, I did that for freaking six years, guys. So if you're in that boat right now and you, you have this feeling of, gosh, I want to do something different. I feel you. I've been there, done that. And then I overcame my fear of starting my own business back in 2003 
and then just just did it. Okay, so I'm going to share with you that story, how I overcame that. And then how did I calculate risk? See, there is a way to calculate risk. Okay, you always hear this. You got to have or you got to do a calculated risk. But how in the heck do you calculate risk? Right. And the other thing is, how do you take action? I personally, I'll share with you, how do I force myself to take action? Okay. And then after discussing those three, overcoming fear, calculating risk, how do you take action? I'm going to share with you a case study, a real referral that we got last week, and I'll show you the calendar, how many visits we have, and we'll break down the profit. Okay. How much money are we making in this referral? So this is as real as it can get, guys. By the way, you see me tonight with my scrubs. I work today, and I'm going to tell you why. Ah, that coffee's good. So late in the afternoon, we got a call from one of our contracts, and they called me, and they asked, hey, Bert, this is last minute. We got a referral. They need to be seen today. Can you guys do it? What do entrepreneurs do? You make it happen, okay? I had the choice to say, no, we can't do it today. I'm the boss. I shouldn't be working. My guy should be the one working. I should be just sitting in the beach all day drinking beer or drinking my, my alcohol or whatever, <laughs> although I don't do that, guys. But I chose to see the patient. As a business owner, you have that choice. You have the choice to do what you want to do. And either you work in your business or don't do anything about your business. Okay. So in this case, I decided, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'll see this referral. I do the admission. I'll do the evaluation. Okay. I saw a couple of patients a day, two patients in one day. Okay. It's not bad. That's why I was wearing my scrubs. Okay. So with those two referrals, two evals, what's going to happen? Okay, what do you think is going to happen with those two evals? Am I going to continue to be working and seeing those patients? If I have to, I can, but I really don't have to. What's going to happen is after those two evals that I did today, those will be delegated to my PTAs. Okay, I'm providing jobs to my PTAs. They will see this patient. Okay, they will get paid. And then I'm going to get paid as a company. I pay them. I keep the profits. They're happy. Everybody's happy. I'm bridging the gap of therapists not having jobs or not having work. Okay. I'm providing work. That's what you're doing as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. You are solving that problem. Okay. Now, I discussed last week, a true business is a business, in my opinion, is a true business is a business where you can provide jobs to others and when you have others working for you. If you don't have anyone to help you out, if you cannot delegate what you're supposed to delegate to others and you're depending on your own, then to me, that's a job. That's not a business. And that's not what I want to do. Do is make profits and provide jobs. Everybody's happy. All right. Okay, so let's go ahead and proceed. Um, how do you overcome your fear of starting a business? What is the root of this fear? Okay, let's, 
let's dive deeper, guys. What is the root of this fear of starting a business? What do you think? Feel free to comment, guys. Feel free to uh, type your comments in the comment section. What is your fear? I want to hear it, okay? This is going to be interactive. So I'm going to share with you my fear when I first tried to start my own business back in 03. Because I can tell you, I didn't just wake up and say to myself, okay, I'm going to start a business. That's it. No. I, like everybody else, I had those fears, guys. I had the fear of crap. What if it's not going to work? Okay. Or crap. What if I don't have enough money to, to pay, you know, my employees or pay my bills and all that stuff? Or what if I don't make enough money to put food on the table? Okay. We have our, our guest for tonight. Uh, it shows Facebook user on my screen. Sorry. If you can tell me your name, I'll be happy to call your name. Um, the comment was money and time. One of the fears of starting a business is money and time. And that's a common fear. Okay. The thing is, how do you overcome that? How do you calculate the risk of money and time? We'll discuss that topic in a little bit. Okay. That's the second topic, calculating your risk. So what are your fears? My fear was, like I said, it may not work, okay? What if it doesn't work, okay? What if, you know, I started this thing and then all of a sudden nothing happens? That's a common fear, right? The fear of the unknown, the fear of uncharted waters, right? The fear of rejection, the fear of failure. Okay, those are very common guys. Now, let me ask you this. How in the world did you overcome that fear before you started PT school, OT school, SLP school, PTA school, CODA school, or OTA school? You had that fear, right? You weren't sure if you're going to finish your degree, get your license, and get a job. I'm sure you had that fear. You didn't know where to get the money, student loans or whatever. How are you going to make it through? You had that fear, but how did you overcome it? How? How in the world did you have that grit of telling yourself, I'm going to finish this. I'm going to have my degree. No matter what, I will be a physical therapist. I will be an OT. I will be an SLP. I will be a PTA. I will be... A coda, okay? So how did you overcome that fear? Okay? Tell me. I want to hear it, guys. How did you overcome that fear? Okay? I'm going to tell you right now how I overcame my fear of starting a business, okay? If you've heard Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins, he said it clearly. It's all about pain and pleasure. Pain and pleasure, if you want to write it down, okay? In my case, the pain was so strong that I had to give it a shot. I owe it to myself and to my family to give it a shot. What was my pain? And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this pain. My pain back in 2003, my pain that made me want to start a business was the pain of seeing myself Working 40 hours, 50 hours a week, 
and not having a quality of life. Because you know what happened? When I was doing that three weeks straight, 21 days straight of working, guys, I had no life. Okay? Our daughter at that time was three years old back in 2003. She was born 2000. My wife was stay-at-home mom, and she was taking care of our daughter, obviously. She was expecting for... Uh, she was expecting me to come home and have an intelligent conversation, adult conversation when I get home. But guess what? I'm tired. I got paperwork to do. I just want to eat, do the paperwork, go to bed, do it again the next day. So we were fighting. We were fighting. You know, there was no quality of relationship. And finally, I had to stop and reflect. I couldn't even find a time to play with our daughter. She was three. And I asked this question again, is this the kind of life that I want? Am I going to see my daughter growing without having a relationship with her, without being there as a father? Because I'm so tied up with my work, because I cannot decide, because I'm handcuffed with this job. Okay. That was my pain, guys. That was my pain. And I, you know what? I realized at that time, I said, look, I talked to my wife. This is not going to work. I can't see us like this, okay? So I had a heart-to-heart -heart talk with my wife. I asked my wife, and this is important. If you're married or if you, if you have a spouse or if you're in a relationship, you have to talk it over to your partner, with your partner, okay? I asked for my wife's blessing. Can you let me start a business, Okay. Let me start a business. Give me three to six months. If it doesn't work out, I can always look for a job. That brings us to our number two calculated risk. How do you calculate risk? You calculate risk by looking at the worst case scenario. In my case, the worst case scenario, and for most of you listening tonight, and if you're watching this video later on, the worst case scenario is if it doesn't work out, you still have your license. That's how I calculated my risk. I told my wife, look, if this doesn't work out in three to six months, I'll go back and look for a job. I still have my license as a PT. What have you got to lose? And with that, I was able to convince her. She gave me her blessings. Very important. And boom, the rest is history. We've had our business since 2003. It's, it's been 17 years now, and I'm still doing it. And now I'm also mentoring other colleagues how to do it. That is how I calculated the risk. What is the worst case scenario? Okay. So now it's one thing to decide that you want to do a business, right? It's one thing, but it's another thing to act on it. Okay. How do you take action? Okay, how do you take action? Because there's a lot of us, you know, in the therapy world, we have this desire to start a business. Okay, all right, all right, I'm inside, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a business. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do it. But then the, most of us don't end up doing it. We don't take action. Okay, we just love the idea, we just love the thought of having a business, but we don't have the grit of doing it. We lost the grit of doing it. Why? Because we were not, you know, trained or we were not what you call this groomed to be business owners. 
the way we were groomed in school was what? Study hard, get your license, and find a job. We were groomed to be employees. We were never groomed to be employers. We were never groomed to be business owners. So therefore, you have to dig deep and find that grit again and believe in yourself. Do you really want to take action and be a business owner? If you do, then you got to freaking do it. Okay? You can't be just wanting and wanting and not doing anything about it. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting a different result. Okay? What will it take for you to take action? You need a lightning to hit you? <laughs> Hopefully not. In my case, it was my pain. It was my pain of not having a quality of life and having a foresight of what my life will look like if I continue in the path of working for someone. Guys, I will never regret that decision back in 2003 that I decided to start my business. It's been 17 years. I can tell you right now, my wife and I, we never missed our kids' activities in school. We never have to ask for permission if we want to go you know, on a date, go on fishing on a Monday or Wednesday or whatever day of the week, have breakfast with my family at 10 a.m. on a Monday because I hold my own time, I hold my own schedule, and I have my staff working for me under my company. And it's a great reciprocity because, again, I'm providing them jobs. Okay, because not all of us are wired to be entrepreneurs. But like I said, if you think you're wired to be an entrepreneur, you're longing to do something, you have to act on it. Okay, because the worst thing you can do is just dream, dream, dream and do nothing about it. And by the time you get old, by the time you're in your, in your deathbed, you're going to ask yourself, what did I do? Time just passed by you. And that was it. And then you ask yourself, what if, what if, what if, what if? I don't want to do that. I personally, I don't want to tell myself what if. That's, that's just not me. I'd rather say, I tried. It didn't work out. I tried again. It worked out. It's been 17 years. And if you go to my website, you will see the testimonials of all the colleagues that I mentor who've made it work. You know, they thank me for for the business they have now, because when some of them got laid off, okay, when some of them got laid off, guess what? They were fine because they had a business ongoing. I'm sure a lot of you got laid off, got furloughed. And if you didn't have plan B, if you didn't have a business that was your backup plan, it probably hurt you a lot and it probably still hurts, Okay. When should you start a business? When, you, when should you act on your dream? When it's perfect, when the timing is perfect? There's no such thing, guys. There's no such thing as perfect timing. There never is, okay? You should have started yesterday. That's right. <laughs> because if you look for the perfect timing, it's never going to come. It's never going to come. There's no such thing as perfect timing, okay? Imperfect action always beats, you know, perfect timing. All right. Imperfect action always beats perfect timing. Okay.
Because if you look for that perfect timing, what's going to happen is you keep analyzing, analyzing. They call it what? Analysis paralysis. Before you know it, you're not doing anything about it. And boom, it's gone. Okay. Now, if you're overwhelmed with, gosh, how do I start a business? What am I going to do? I would compare it to eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? Okay. This is an idiom, of course, you've probably heard before. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Okay. One bite at a time. That's how you build momentum. Okay. If you just start, okay, like you did in PT school, OT school, SLP school, you just decided to start. Okay. You applied to that school. You submitted the requirements. You applied for a loan and you just freaking did it. And now that you're a therapist, I want you to get back that grit. I want you to get back that focus and determination to make things happen just like when you started school. Get it back. All right? Get it back. If you want something to happen, I'm telling you right now, no one is going to hand it to you. You got to make it happen. Okay? Guys, we live in a great country. Okay, I'm not going to go into politics. I'm just telling you, we live in a great country. And I'm very grateful for this country because in this country, you're free to do business. You're free to, to market. You're free to try anything as long as you're not causing harm to anyone. You try this in China? I don't think so. You try this in, in other third world countries? Now that I'm putting them down, it's just a fact. All right? It's tough. You try this in Bangladesh, you try this in India, it's probably going to be tough. Guys, you're in a country where if you decide to start a business tomorrow, you can freaking start the paperwork tomorrow and in five days or so, you have an entity. You have an LLC, you have an escort. You are living in a great country. Did you know that just living in the United States, you are in the top 1% or 5% of the population in the world, in the world, okay? I'm going to tell you something that I tell my kids whenever they're complaining, all right? I tell them this. Stop complaining because you live, you live in a nice house. You live in a nice country. Stop complaining for a second. And I tell them why. You are living in a place where if you do number one you or you do number two, you have air condition, okay? You pee and you poop and you, you're in a freaking room with air condition. You go to other countries, you're going to be sweating hot like crazy, okay? Just for that, be grateful, okay? Just for that, you ought to know that you live in a country that's so blessed that if you really put action in what you want to do, do it the legal way and you're not harming anyone, that's right. You have so many options in this country. Okay? You have so many options in this country. You just have to do it. Okay. One quick question here I'm going to answer before we go on a break. There's a great question here. Um, you might want to put that in there. Emma, yes. There you go. Thanks, Emma. One of the questions. This is a great question. There are so many options. How do you choose which one is best for you? Okay? As a therapist, there are so many options to start a business. Right, either Medicare Part B mobile or brick and mortar, either cash based, telehealth, pelvic, uh, women's health, 
um, home health contract, like what I do, right? Okay, guys, there's no such thing as the best business model, okay? I'm not going to knock down other business models. I don't do that. What I do is I tell you the facts and I tell you the reality, okay? The best business model for you is the one you're willing to put up with and the one that's going to achieve your goal. What is your goal? Is your goal to do the work yourself? This goes back to my lean method, L-E-A-N, okay? Lean method. Number one is leverage. Write this down if you're listening. If you do a business, the question that you need to ask first, is there is there leverage? Okay, what does that mean? Do I have the option to have someone do the work for me? Should I decide not to work? Should I decide not to see the patient? Do I have leverage? Okay, like in my case, in home health contract business, if I don't want to do the eval, I don't want to do the admin, do I have a PRN therapist that can do the business, I mean, do the treatment for me or the eval for me, and I'm still going to make a profit. You're going to see that later in a case study. Okay, I'm going to show you. So stick around. I'm going to show you the eval we did last week. Okay, that's number one, leverage. Who does the work? Okay, if the business model that you're thinking of only has you doing the work, I'm sorry to say you don't have a business. You have a job. You are called self-employed. And what does self-employed mean? You're employing yourself. You're still an employee by yourself. Okay. So L stands for leverage. Okay. Number two, okay. Execution. How fast can you execute? Whatever business model you're thinking of right now, ask yourself, okay, how fast can I execute? Will it take me 60 to 90 days? Will it take me one year? Will it take me how many months? Okay. That question was answered in my quest for a business model. When I realized with home health contracting, we can execute real fast because we don't wait for 60 to 90 days of credentialing. We don't need credentialing in home health contracting. Okay. Because this is through Medicare Part A. Okay. And we don't even build Part A. Okay. The agency builds. Part A, I don't. I don't use any um, Medicare codes in billing, just straight up, okay? How fast can you execute? With my model, you start your company in less than 30 days, you gather your crew, boom. The fastest mentee I have, the fastest student I have is Ryan Borgs. Um, Borges, I think, that's how you pronounce it. He's in Louisiana. He was one of my guests in this show. Look for that video. If you can't uh, message MR Mike, they will show you where that video is. He, he, holds the, uh, he holds the fastest record of someone who has the fastest execution in doing this business. 30 days. Guys, in 30 days, Ryan was able to establish his company, gather his crew, got his contract, and boom, started seeing patients. Okay? If you want to see the videos of um, how this works, go to rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. Okay. So going back before we go to a short break, the, the third step on finding out how do you know which one is the best for you is letter A of the lean method. So L is leverage, E is for execution, A is for acceleration. How fast can you accelerate? Meaning how fast can you 
grow your staff? How fast can you grow your business? Okay. If you have to work on your business by yourself for a year or so, in my opinion, that's too long. That's too long. Okay. If you cannot delegate treatments, okay, in a matter of 30 days, in a matter of weeks, to me, that's too long. Okay. That's being self-employed. Okay. In this business model, in the home health contract, once you get your contract, say you have a contract signed already with the agency and you have your, your rates already written out. And I'll show you those rates later. Um, for example, $75 flat rate. Once you have a contract signed, once you, you have referrals coming in, you can accelerate. You can start delegating tasks to other therapists. That's how fast you can do it with this model. Okay? And lastly, letter N, as in Nancy, it means no huge overhead. Those are my criteria. L-E-A-N, lean method, okay? N is no huge overhead. Ask yourself, how much money is it going to require for me to run this business? Do I need to sign a lease? Do I need to hire a full-time receptionist? Do I need to hire full-time employees? Okay, you have to answer those questions. With a home health contract model, the answer is no. You don't have a lease. I run all my business in the cloud. Everything is in the phone or tablet, as long as we have internet, okay? You don't have a lease. You don't have a full-time receptionist, okay? I have a part-time um, secretary that runs the show, tells me how many referrals we got, contacts my staff who's, who's available to see this patient or that patient, does the invoice, okay? What else? I don't have to uh, pay for an expensive software because we use the software of the agency and I teach my mentees how you convince the agency to let you use their software. You save money at the same time. It's easier for them to delegate patients to you because you're already in their system. All right. So I think I answered that question. Um, how do you choose which one is best for you? Again, use the lean method, L-E-A-N, leverage, Execution, acceleration, no huge overhead. And then you need to ask your personality. Match. You need to ask, based on your personality, is this a good match? Is this what I want to do? Okay? And of course, bottom line, are you making a profit? If you're going to start a business where you're not making a profit, then why in the heck are you going to start a business? If you're not making a profit, then it's a hobby. It's not a business. Okay? And if the money you're making is based 100% on the time you put in, meaning when you don't put in the time, you don't, you don't make money, then it's not a business. It's a job. Okay, I'll tell you right now. It's a job. You just change the payer. If the patient is paying you cash um, upfront or whatever through a package, cash is a transaction. It is not a business. Okay, cash is what the patient wants to pay you, okay? The only time it becomes a business is when you can send someone to see the patient for you. Then you make a profit. But if you can't do that and you're the only one doing the job, I don't care if it's cash, credit card, or whatever, it's a job. It's self-employed. It's a freaking job, all right? 
Okay, so we're going to go into a quick break. And after the break, come back, stay put. We will talk about the referral we saw last week, how much money we made, how much we're charging. You don't want to miss this because this shows you the nuts and bolts of my business and showing you the true profit you can make in this business. All right. I'll see you after a short break. Hello Note is a truly therapist-friendly practice management solution with integrated EMR that will enhance workflow, efficiency, and patient care. Hello Note reduces error and allows you to spend more time with your patients. It comes integrated with billing. Claims are generated once a note is completed. You can bill with one click and a patient portal, which streamlines the patient intake process. Beautifully engineered and cloud-based for easy accessibility, the software works on all platforms. You can access patient records from anywhere. We also offer 24-7 support. HelloNote is the practice management solution that you're looking for. A new rehab device is changing lives in physical therapy and possibly impacting those with debilitating diseases. They said I was never going to run. And I'm... Okay, so I guess we are back, guys. We're going to jump into a case study on how this business works and how much money are we making as a company. So I'm going to show you uh, my screen. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Share screen and uh, let me open that one. Hold on. Application window and boom. Okay. Can you guys see my screen? Um, Emma, if you can let me know on the chat, if you can see my screen, that would be great. Can you guys see my screen? Is it large enough? Uh, yes, let's, let's go full screen. I'm going to go full screen right now. Okay. Okay, full screen. Let me do that again. Okay, guys. So what you're seeing here on the screen is a calendar. Okay. This is the patient's calendar. Obviously, I'm not showing the patient's name for uh, HIPAA um, rules and all that. Um, but here on the top left, you will see the latest episode. This is the current date, November 5th to January 3rd of 2021. Okay. Usually, this is 60 days. What this means is we have 60 days to see this patient. And if the patient needs to stay on service, then we will do another 60 days. Okay? So here you see this P. This P is a code for physical therapy. It was November 5th when we saw this patient. And after the evaluation, we decided this patient needs all these visits. You see this P right here? This is three times a week for four weeks, okay? So P, 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 Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and except for um, the last date of visit, which is probably going to be a discharge. So if you count the visits here, let's count. So you have uh, one visit, which is the evaluation, plus 12 visits after that, you're looking at 13 visits. You follow so far? Okay. The S here is for skilled nursing. 
So the skilled nursing will also do their visits and eventually they will also plot their visits in this calendar. So this, this is November 2020. So question, hey, Bert, how much money are you going to make or how much profit are you going to make in this one case? Okay. Remember, 13 visits. All right. So let me get, get, get out of here and I will pull the calculator. Okay, I'm going to pull up the calculator, guys. Share screen. Um, application and boom. Share. Okay. Can you guys see my screen? I have the calculator. Uh, can we go full screen on the calculator, Emma? Let's see this. Uh, can somebody? Okay, there, there it is. Okay, great. All right. So we're full screen right now on the calculator. So remember, we have 13 visits, right? The eval and the three times a week for four weeks. Out of the 13 visits, you subtract the two visits, the eval and the discharge. Because I can either do that myself or have a PRNPT do that. And with that visit, we don't make a ton of money because we usually break even. We want to pay the PTs and OTs competitive rate. That way, they're motivated to do the evals for us. So two visits... It's kind of like a wash, okay? Now, 13 visits minus two visits, you have 11 visits in between. This is where we make money. If you have your pen and paper, this is the, the time to write this down because I'm giving you the secret on how we make money on doing home health contract. So 11 visits now goes to the PTA, okay? You multiply this by the minimum rate of the contract, which is $75. So the 11 visits, we're going to bill $825, okay? However, that $825 is not going to go to the PTA totally. We pay the PTA less than $75 based on the going rate here in our area. So remember this number, $825. So 11 visits from the PTA, I mean, done by the PTA, we pay the PTA $45 per visit, okay? $45 per visit, PTA makes $495, all right? So what was the total of 11 visits times 75? $825, right? $825 minus, let's do this, 11 visits from PTA at $45, there's your profit. You're making $330 passive or profit from the PTA visits because the PTA is the one doing the work. Okay. Now, if you are the owner of the company and you happen to be a PT and you want to do the visit yourself for the eval and discharge at $75 a pop, you can do that. Just like I did today when I decided to help out because everybody was booked. I had to do some evals. I get paid anyway, and it's my company. So if you do the eval and discharge, you add 75 for the eval. You add another 75 for the discharge. 
then you made $480 on one referral where $330 of that is profit. Okay. $330 profit. Okay. Let's go back. What can you do with $330 profit? Okay. And this is just one referral, guys. Remember this one referral. What if you have 10 of these in a month? What if you have 10 referrals just like this in a month? And for each referral, you made 330 bucks. Let's say you, you had 10 referrals and that's not impossible. Okay. It happens a lot of times in our business. 10 referrals times $330 per referral of profit. You can make a profit of 3300 3, a month. Okay. What can this money do for you? Okay. 3300 it can pay your student loan it can pay for your car payments it can pay for your apartment it can put food on the table for your gas at profit meaning you didn't do all the work someone did the work for you and because it's your company you made a profit and vice versa you provided a job okay you solved the problem of a PTA or a CODA being sent home from the nursing home because their caseload is low, right? What happens when you work in a nursing home and the caseload is low and you can't meet productivity? They send you home, right? They, they can, they'll tell you, hey, you can't be sitting around. You're not going to meet your productivity. Your caseload is low. You got to go home or you got to use your PTO, your paid time off that you, you're trying to save for your vacation. That sucks. It sucks if you have to use your PTO because your employer cannot provide you enough work. It sucks when you have to go home because there's not enough caseload. And here you are, you get student loans to pay, you got car payments to pay, you got bills to pay, you got to put food on the table, and there's not enough work. Well, hello, here's home health contract. Here's the company that will now bridge that gap. Okay, we're bridging that gap. We tell our colleagues in the nursing homes or hospitals, look, if you're low in caseload at your work, come sign up with me. When we have referrals and you want to do PRN to make up for that gap, we'll give you patience. This is why I do business. It's not just for pure profit, but also helping our colleagues solve the problem of not having enough work. We are doing a good thing as entrepreneurs. We are not just in here for profit, okay? Now, if you're one of those therapists who think, you know what, Bert, I'm not into profit. You know, we're in the service industry. I'm a therapist. I'm a clinician. I don't want to make money. You know, I didn't go for therapy to make money. I'm going to tell you right now, okay? You need to change that mindset. Okay, and here's why. And this is my opinion. If you don't want to change it, do each his own. It's up to you. Okay, there's nothing wrong with making a profit as long as it's honestly done. In other words, let me rephrase it. There's nothing wrong with making an honest buck. Okay, you went to school. You think the school didn't make a profit off of you? You're probably still paying student loans, right? That's a profit. If the school cannot make a profit, they will not stay open. I guarantee you that. Okay, unless, of course, it's a government school and it's subsidized by the government. Still, 
that subsidy has to be enough to keep that school open, right? If you're working for an employer right now in a nursing home or hospital and your employer is not making a profit, guess what? You're fired. They didn't hire you for a hobby. They didn't hire you just because, you know, you want to do 100% service. Hell no. Why do you think there's productivity in SNF? Because your freaking employer wants to make a ton of money. 95% productivity, 100% productivity. Why do you think they're pushing that even to the bounds of illegal actions? You know what I'm talking about, right? Because they need to make a profit. Now, what makes you think it's wrong to make a profit? There's nothing wrong with making a profit, okay? Because if you don't make a profit, like I said, you don't have a business. You have a hobby, okay? Now, if you tell me, Bert, I don't really care about money, I can tell you right now, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't lie to yourself. Because if you don't care about money, are you going to be okay when your employer tells you, okay, let's just pay you 10 bucks an hour? You're going to be okay with that? I don't think so. Right? You didn't go to therapy school just to get paid 10 bucks an hour. Might as well work somewhere else. Right? You do care about the money because you have bills to pay. Okay? You have a lifestyle to live. Okay? And depending on the lifestyle you want, that costs money. All right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to make a profit. It's okay. Okay? If if you're not okay with that, you're going to have a hard time doing business, okay? And if you still don't believe me, ask your employer. Are you making a profit? Ask your employer. You might get a different answer right now. No, we're not. We're, we're in the red. So we got to let you go in the next, next week or we got to furlough some of you. Hopefully, you don't hear that, okay? I'm joking, but actually, it happens, right? There's only so much that your employer can tolerate to keep the staff. If they're not making money after a month or two, which is called the, uh, the burn rate, where they burn cash just to keep everyone employed, hoping that they'll make money later on. If they cannot tolerate that, if they cannot sustain that, I tell you what, at some point, somebody's going to get laid off. Somebody's going to get furloughed. All right. Okay, so we got about 10 minutes before we end the show. Before I forget, let me exit here. All right. Okay, so how do you take action? How do I force myself to take action? Okay, what makes a business owner take action? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm human. I'm not always motivated. I'm not always, you know, up there with my energy, okay? I'm human like you. There are times when I'm down. There are times I'm like, ah, you know, this is tough, right? I got to do this. I got to do that, ah, right? We have those moments. How do I force myself to take action besides drinking coffee? (laughs) Ah, there you go. Some caffeine, right? Guys, this is how I take action. I always go back to my why, W-H-Y. Always go back to your why when you're not feeling motivated. Why do you have to do this, okay? 
going back to your why, what's your why? In my case, my why is having time with my family, controlling my time. My why is I can't see myself working for an employer, forcing me to clock in, clock out, asking for permission to do something, you know, if I want to do it, okay? Asking for um, a race, it's probably going to be what? At the most, 50 cents or 25 cents a year? I mean, is that the kind of lifestyle that I want? No. Do I see myself working you know, until the age of 65 for someone before I retire and enjoy life? I personally, my answer is no. Those are my why, okay? Those are the things that drive me to do what I'm supposed to do every freaking single day, okay? When I feel heavy, when I feel like not getting up from bed, I remember my why and I get my butt off and do things all over again grow my business, you know, rise up. Even when it's tough, you got to do what you got to do, okay? It's all about attitude, guys, okay? There's a saying that says there's a lot of things in this world. You might want to write this down. There's a lot of things in this world that can help a man or a woman with the right attitude. But nothing in this world will help a man or a woman with the wrong attitude. You got to have the right attitude. You got to have the make it happen attitude. You got to have, you know, yes, we can. Can do attitude. You got to make it happen. All right. Okay. So we got a few more minutes for any questions. Do you guys have any questions? Feel free to ask right now. Um, Again, our topic for tonight, hopefully you're learning a lot. If you're learning, please comment. You know, how do you overcome your fear of starting a business? The pain has to be strong enough for you to take action. If the pain is not too painful, you're not going to do it. Okay? One good metaphor. Why do we have patients that go through total knee replacement or total hip replacements? Okay? They're probably afraid. They have this fear of going through surgery. They have this fear of being put to sleep getting cut on their knee, getting cut on their hips. I'm sure they have those fear. No one says, I volunteer to get total knee. I volunteer to have a total hip because it's good. No one says that. They anticipate the pain after surgery. They anticipate the, the rehab, the tough rehab that's you know going to come after surgery. But why in the world do they, they still go through that surgery? Because the pain of bone to bone on your knee the pain of bone to the socket on their hip is too much to tolerate. It affected their lifestyle. Their quality of life is really low, right? And here we are as therapists. What is our goal as clinicians? We need to improve their quality of life. This is why we provide rehab, post-surgery, post-total knee, post-total hip, whatever it is. Our goal is to improve our patient's quality of life. My question to you now, how are you going to improve your quality of life? If right now your job is causing you pain, your situation is causing you pain, there's not enough work, you're waiting for someone to give you work, okay? If you're saying there's not enough money, there's not enough time to do it, those are excuses. 
If you really want it bad, you will find the money to do it. You will find the time to do it. How do I know? You found the money to finish therapy school, right? I don't care how you found it, but you found it. You finished school, okay? You tell me you don't have time. How many years did you stay in school? You found the time to do it. You finished your degree, okay? You found the time to study for the exams and get your license. Why? Because you want it that bad. If you want it that bad, you will find the money and you will find the time. If you don't want it that bad, you will find all the excuses. I guarantee you that. That's just how it works, okay? Be stronger than your excuses, all right? Be stronger than your excuses. Visualize the kind of life that you want. Visualize the kind of business that you want and what will it bring to you and your family and make it happen. You got to get things done, all right? You got to start taking action, okay? One of my favorite quotes is this, whether you think you can or you cannot, you're absolutely right. Whether you think you can or you cannot, you're absolutely right. That's from Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motors. What you say to yourself, what you put in here, if you say, oh, I cannot, it's tough. That's what's going to happen. Because you already told yourself. You always convince yourself with what you believe. Now, if you tell yourself, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I'll make it happen. Before you know it, you will find ways to make it happen. Another example, let's say, you know, Thanksgiving is around the corner. There's Thanksgiving sale. After that, Black Friday, this Christmas, okay? Let's say you have a son or you have a daughter or a kid that wants Xbox or the latest, you know, gadget. And you really want to give your your kid a surprise to make sure they get it at Christmas. You will find a way to make that happen. I guarantee you that you will find a way because you want the best for your kids. Of course, hopefully you don't spoil them, but you know what I'm saying? You will find the way to make it happen. All right, guys, I hope you learned something tonight. I hope I inspired you tonight. Overcome that fear. Okay. Take action. Calculate the risk. Okay. Determine your why. Apply the lean method. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. Send me a message through Facebook Messenger or here at Alternative Healthcare Career Group. Or you can text me, um, Emma or Mike, if you can text me. Yeah, I'm giving you my number, guys. (laughs) This is out in the open, 972-649-9909. Feel free to text me. If you just want to talk, I'll talk to you. If you want to weigh your options, I'll talk to you, okay? From one therapist to another, I'm a therapist like you. I'm a physical therapist. Since 1998, text me, 972-649-9909. Or download the free videos, like I said, at rehabpreneur.com forward slash Mike Chua. Thank you for joining me tonight here at the Home Health Contract Show. I want to thank Emma, Jennifer, for helping me out tonight, for making this happen. Thank you, Mike, for making this happen. And to all my families and Alternative Healthcare Career Group, Join us again next Monday, 8.30 p.m. Central here in our group or in our Facebook, I mean, our YouTube channel. This is your host, Bert Devera. Thank you and good night.